Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sat, managing editor of Fightful.com here. It is November 20th. We have Monday Night Raw to talk about. I'll go ahead and get some of the plugs out of the way. Head over to Fightful.com. We have all your wrestling, MMA, boxing, news, photos, videos, exclusives, podcasts, forums, anything you could ask for at Fightful.com. We have it. Every single day you go to Fightful.com, you will see some piece of news that you can only get at Fightful.com. So go check that out. And, of course, uh, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Fightful. Get one of those sweet Fightful T-shirts. Also, I have a store at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Ross Sapp. Any shirts that are bought there through Christmas, I am donating the profits to uh, contribute to a coat or toy drive locally. You all can also follow us on Twitter at Fightful Online. It has our sub accounts on there as well. I'm joined by Alex Pawlowski. Alex, what what's your Thanksgiving looking like right now? As you're muted. I still have to get down to the store and uh buy the turkey for this uh for this Thursday. So, you know, I don't know where I'm gonna find one at this late time, but apparently they're almost all sold out around here. Playboy, I'm going the cracker barrel route. Nice. We're nice. buying the meal. We're going and picking it up. I, I, I keep telling my, my wife that next year we got to uh, get our deep-fried Cajun turkey from Popeye's. I, just, I, I mean, let's just do it. Let's just go all out and get as unhealthy as possible. That's what I say. Yeah, man. Like, I try to, I try to watch what I eat throughout the year, but I'm just letting it go. Just letting it go for this day. The yeah. pecan pie, I'll take it 600 calories a slice. Who gives a damn? <laughs> Yeah, it's once a year. Time of the year. Hey guys, in the chat, let me know what you want me to wear on next week's show. I'll go three-piece suit. I'll go something like this. Or if you all want it that bad, I'll show up Alex's Christmas sweater collection from last year. Please if you do. All want me to? I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. The the, the Christmas themed attire and background will be returning for all of December. So I look forward to that. 
should be um, a holiday festival. Somebody says naked. Uh, I don't want to get demonetized. Hashtag demonetized. If we did a demonetized T-shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com slash Fightful, I feel like we'd have to give the proceeds to Anna. Yeah, we'd have to because she's the one who demonetizes us every time. Oh, yes. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. Mm -hmm. So lots of stuff going on. Uh, Head over to Fightful.com, register, use our forums. But if you do that, I am also doing a Fightful Books It podcast that will be exclusive to members only at least for the first day until I decide to make it not, but I'm going to do one on changes I would make to the Royal Rumble. There are no raw pay-per-views until the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And that ties into how I will start this show, Alex. I spoke to somebody within WWE today. They told me to expect at least a major effort out of Raw tonight to make us think that anything could happen on Monday Night Raw as there isn't right now, as of right now, to you and I, the viewer. Right. No raw pay per view for ten weeks, so right. they've got to keep people tuned in somehow. Yeah, no, they're so used to a three and a half week build from pay per view to pay per view. Now we've got it's it's an eternity from Survivor Series until the Royal Rumble. Um, so they've got to keep us interested in some ways. Um, you know, as we saw tonight, they're you know they're extending a feud we thought was dead and buried under the ring. Uh, they're throwing a title from one guy who's had the title forever to to somebody who's you know very polarizing. Uh, they brought back uh, a um, a very popular female wrestler with new ones in tow that the that the uh, the casuals who don't watch NXT will have no idea who they are. So that's interesting. Um, I'm all for shaking up the status quo because you 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 can't just keep doing the same thing week in and week out for 10 weeks between the end of November and the end of January and keep people tuned in over the holidays. And for a while, for several years, it seemed like they, they weren't keen on bringing up people around like survivor series. You know, it's like they, they want people to work for that WrestleMania spot, that WrestleMania moment. But I think this roster really needed it because we, we've seen this in the past, like and triple H talked about it on the media call. I was on last week. He said, well, you just never know. One injury could change things and somebody could get a spot. And I'm sitting there thinking, no, that doesn't happen. Because when somebody gets injured, like a Seth Rollins, Sheamus gets slid into there. Mm-hmm. Like where it doesn't fit and it doesn't work. And you start a makeshift group that is designed purely to fail for months. To the point to where it pushes one guy out the door right. in that event. So they, they needed to freshen it up. And I think that this show did it a little bit. Let's get into it. It started off with Stephanie McMahon doing her typical gloating and brings out Triple H. Kurt Angle is quick to follow, and he is pissed. Mm -hmm. Jason Jordan comes out and gets probably the best babyface reactions of his uh, raw career in saying that he wants to fight Triple H. Like, that's the best thus far. He then encouraged, or he calls Triple H a coward which there, there were coward chants after this. So Jason Jordan got an honest-to-God chant going mm-hmm. out, of this, out of this segment. Uh, Braun Strowman comes out after Stephanie McMahon says that Triple H isn't scared of anyone. And then instead, we get Braun Strowman versus Jason Jordan. Now, I want to tie in the segment right after this because I'm really starting to dig the story arc of Jason Jordan. Because backstage, he's like, Oh, yeah. Hey, by the way, Dad, that match, I ain't doing it. 
<laughs> yeah. By the yeah. way, Dad, I <laughs> this guy. But you said you were healthy. Well, I thought I was just fighting Triple H. I yeah. love that they they wrote in the script that there is such a disparity in the confidence level when you're facing Triple H and Braun Strowman. It's little things like that that make it big, Alex. Like, yeah, like Jordan was cool with fighting like what fourteen-time world champion Triple H, Survivor of Survivor Series, like main evented WrestleMania last year type of thing. Yeah, but Braun, nah, man, my knee feels janky tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was for better or for worse, Jason Jordan's Raw. Like, he had so many segments in this episode of Raw. Like, just tying the whole thing as a through line. Him coming out, being all pissy, like, try to pedigree me tonight. I'm 100% now. Uh, it was just so great that he got all swole up in the face of the COO. And I love, I love Stephanie like, yeah, you're the general manager of Raw, but you do not have the authority to make this match. Meaning that, like, because Triple H is his boss, Kurt Angle can't, like, make Triple H fight Jason Jordan, which I thought was really funny. Um, and I also just love Braun. Thank God being Team Braun and not, like, a babyface who just is, like, on everybody's side. Like, he's he's out for Braun. Like, and I love that about him. But, yeah, the backstage, I thought you said you were healed. No, no, yeah, that was just something I said. I just said that. that that's not the truth. I lie all the time, Dad. Like, don't you know that? I also said yesterday that I was 100%, and I'd be ready to step in if anything happened to anybody. But apparently that was also a lie. But, yeah, Yeah, no, there's absolutely a disparity between... This shit is begging for a Maury Povich cameo. Oh. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta have it. Is. There's a huge disparity between 50-year-old Triple H and prime of his career Braun Strowman, who, like, you know throws giant dudes through stuff. You know what I mean? It's a, it, there's a disparity. As we find out later, when Matt Hardy has his dramatic monologue to tell, his, to tell Jason Jordan all of the things that he learned in his one four-minute match with Braun Strowman. I also like backstage Jason Jordan goes to seek uh, advice from Matt Hardy, who launches into this big diatribe. Man, yeah. they write the worst shit for people. Oh, Just they the do. worst. They do. I've learned about ladders, and I'm like, Matt, <laughs> stop, dude. It's funny, though. It is funny. I'll just go ahead and skip ahead. Elias comes out to the ring later, mm -hmm. starts playing a song. Matt Hardy interrupts, and I love that Corey Graves and Booker are like, what's he mad about, getting his ass kicked last night? Well, you know, didn't the song start with a line about how Matt Hardy got beat? You know, it's just, it's a diss track. Nobody likes Elias Sam Elias diss track. I almost said Elias Samson. Elias diss a diss track because they're so on point. You know, it's hard to recover from that. We also see the Good Brothers plugging merch. That's great. That was like excellent. That. And they threw really in good. they threw in Gallo's Steve Austin impersonation. Yeah. Which is the most accurate impersonation of anyone by anyone ever. Like, if you just close your eyes, that's absolutely Attitude Era Steve yeah. Austin right there. Samoa Joe defeated Finn Balor. 
Uh, Samoa Joe early in this match hit a nice running STO, which is cool. This is really hard hitting. These two guys have good chemistry. Finn Balor, I mean, Alex, you sat here every Monday night for months while I tore apart his work. I said it was monotonous. I said it was the same thing. I, he's been on fire lately. I've really, really enjoyed watching Finn Balor in the ring over the past, really, several months. I didn't enjoy the Finn Balor-Bray Wyatt feud, and there was no Finn, there was no Bray Wyatt tonight either. So I'm like, what are they doing with the, like? I, I would rather him not be on TV than be on TV and some of the stuff he's in, which we'll get to. But uh, Finn Balor has been delivering. I like their reversals in and out of the Kikina clutch. Joe chokes out Balor for the win. There were some people upset about this, but like I said, 10 weeks between shows, you're get, you are got to put some matches like this on there, and somebody's going to win some, somebody's going to lose some. Yeah, no. Um, this they're, they're up and down with Finn, you know, like um, he's – He's he beats AJ Styles, who then goes on to become WWE champion, who then goes on to have the best Brock Lesnar match in years. But he also loses to Kane. Uh, well, as we see later, Kane is you know he's he's a monster, not a monster. He's a machine. He's a big one. It's red. But um, he then you know he he gets one of the first out for Raw last night. Uh, you know, and the thing is that. Samoa Joe and Finn Balor have great chemistry. They wrestle against each other forever in NXT, not just on TV, at the house shows too. So they know they can put these two guys in a feud that is only on Raw for like eight weeks that comes to a head in the Royal Rumble, and then they can move on from there, you know, and go on to something else toward WrestleMania. Like these two guys can be in this feud uh, that lasts forever because they, they can figure out ways of, of making it fun and new and interesting each week because they have that experience. There's a segment of the audience that will accept this because it has that NXT familiarity too, and that's a benefit that they have that a lot of people don't have. Asuka defeated Dana Brooke. I'll say Dana Brooke looks in much better shape than she did a few months ago, and I can't imagine she had the smoothest of no. summers after her boyfriend passed away. So... uh but, uh, God, I got to offer my condolences again because they made her plug the Asuka collection Man. on the WWE Network in her Superstars inset promo. And she did it as best she could. Nobody could have done it better than this. She did it as best as it could be done. Yep. But, man, yeah. that's, that's, that's a rough, rough transition as opposed to having Michael Cole say, hey, check out the Asuka collection on the WWE Network. Yeah, no, it's really rough and, and bad and terrible. Um, but she did it as well as she could. But the, some of the things that they make these pe people say, I swear to God, it's a damn bet that the writing staff has among each other who can get the the, the dumbest thing said by it's these It's a Super Troopers cat game. How many it's, times can we get this person to say meow in their promo? It's so bad. But you're right. Dana Brooke does look much better. Um it's a weird thing, you know. She was absolutely called up from from NXT too soon. We'll 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 talk about that the phenomenon of when is too yeah. soon, who gets called up when, that kind of thing. Um, but I guess she's the thing was that she turned babyface just because she stood up to Charlotte, and then she didn't literally do anything as a babyface. She didn't have any matches as a babyface. Yeah, and I guess she turned heel because she was upset last week that Oscar checked on her when she was knocked out of the ring and now she's a heel again 
she's the fe- is she the female Big Show? Like Turin, heel face? Who cares? Like it doesn't matter. So I mean, this this was the match it should have been. Oscar kicked kicked her head off. Um, you know that's that's good. But it leads to something later where I go, why in kayfabe is Oscar not automatically your top contender in this yeah. division? You tell give give me one kayfabe reason why that's not the case. Because she came up undefeated from NXT. She's been undefeated on the main roster. She was your sole survivor last night. Why isn't she just handed the opportunity to, to face Alexa Bliss? There, there's no reason for you. Can tell, you can't tell me a reason why not. Well, let, let's transition into that, too. Uh, Asuka wins the match. The running ass to the head works a lot better with the opponent on the apron, by the way. Yeah. I, I like that. This, this match accomplished what it needed to. We will skip the Ambrose and Miz TV stuff, and we'll go back to it. Alexa Bliss comes out. She's being passive-aggressive about losing last night. And Mickey James came out, and I just thought, this again. Yeah. Well, Me I too. guess they got to bridge the gap somehow. And Alex, it didn't get over for the two months that they tried it, but they straight they, – they went all in on biscuit butt tonight. Yeah. This, this... They, they straight up they, – they let us know. They let us know. They're like, hey, hey, you guys, chant this. You yeah. over there. Yeah. In the cheap seats. Yeah. Biscuit butt. Biscuit butt. And like uh, 200 people maybe chanted it. And Mickey's like, well, I don't know if I can hear you over everybody calling you a biscuit butt. And I'm and like, this, ah. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, this was terrible. The, the, what this tells me is that Vince McMahon in writing rooms refers to Alexa Bliss as biscuit butt. Thinks it's hilarious. And is trying to get it over so everyone else can call her that, so he doesn't get brought up on some kind of uh, lawsuit. How do you how do you think he reacts to this backstage? He's like, uh, and then you go in there and you call her biscuit butt. Why isn't it getting over? It's great. I don't know. You just love to cover that thing in gravy. Oh, you just know he would. You just know he would say it. Well, you know he yeah, would say it if Jerry. True. This were- 99 and it was jerry lawler oh, oh yeah <laughs> you know it but they would they wouldn't if they would they would also call it sausage gravy so that'd be even worse yeah they would throw all kinds of indie windows in there i'm just like come on guys like they tried so hard like they had mickey slap her ass in that one part one part of the match and like okay i get it we we see now and anyway we, we spent enough time on biscuit but yeah. if it wasn't transparent before when we told you it's transparent now Bailey, Sasha, Alicia all follow. And immediately my thought is, looks like a bunch of people who lost their last match. Yep. So they get put in a top contender match, which makes no tons sense. of sense. No sense. Not yeah. Asuka. Not the one who won the Survivor Series. Nope. Not Asuka. Not, not the one who beat a woman out of the US or out of the WWE in storyline. Not a eh. woman who she's eh. like four, five, and oh. Yeah. And also. Not Nia Jax. She's not involved yeah. in this. Like, I, I mean, Mickey lost to Alexa twice, correct? Bailey yeah. got humiliated by, by, uh, by Alexa Bliss over the summer. Sasha lost the last time. Like, the only one who has a possible claim to, like, I haven't had my shot yet is Alicia Fox. Yeah. And Nia Jax. Like, why are – but, again, this is all to set up the thing that happens later in – the four-way contenders match. 
So early on in the match, there's a bank statement that Alicia gets put on her that's broken up, and then Paige's music hits to a good ovation. And somebody said to me, she seemed more comfortable on the mic than ever, and I was just thinking after the last 18 months she's had, what's going to shake her? Right. Between a terrible relationship, a couple of suspensions, all the leaks, all the things, the neck injury she went through, like, what else is there? Mm-hmm. She's not alone, and she says as much. And the camera cuts to the ring. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Yep. Not two people I was expecting to get a call up. But I will say that if if you were to say, hey, there's one girl, she's going to bypass a real NXT run and go to the main roster, I would have thought, yeah, Mandy Rose. That, mm-hmm. That's her. Because, you know, I would compare her to kind of what they think of Braun Strowman. Like, they see that marketability in her. Both of these girls came up on Tough Enough. So, uh, first off, I'll run through the segment. Alexa Bliss tries to suck up backstage, gets her ass whipped real proper, real proper like. So, they have, like, no affiliation. Also, Alicia Fox running away from this was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. The only way it could have been better is if Dana were in this so we could have more Dana running away memes. <laughs> yes. yeah. That would have been great. Like. Yeah. Now they got to do a WWE like game time where Alexa Blit or where Dana Brooke and Alicia Fox foot race one another. Like yes. that has to happen. Yep. But one of my favorite parts of this is Alexa trying to introduce herself and like this, this stare down, especially between her and Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm. Because you look at that and like in their heads, you got to wonder if one of them's thinking, I'm taking your spot. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, it was it was uh, it was very intense. Uh, Paige's a return promo up at the top of the ramp, very babyface, um, and 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 you know I was honestly pleasantly surprised that there weren't audible um, video referencing chat. That ain't gonna happen. You know, no, if this were if this were ten fifteen years ago, it would have. Yeah. It ain't happening today. Certain. In certain in certain uh, arenas, I feel like like there's more chance of something like that happening. But Philly and New York, maybe, but not here. And I'm glad about that. Um, but when she said, "I'm back and I'm not alone," for a second there, I was like, "Oh Jesus!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, he's he signed he signed to uh, to Impact. It's fine. He can't come back." Because I was like, <laughs> the greatest work ever would have been her like. I'm single, and there's not. She's not single. I <laughs> and he was here. The trumpets. Then Alberto. Then Alberto beats all the women in the ring. <laughs> listen, listen, like in that moment, my brain short circuited, and I was like, "Oh crap! This is what's going to happen." Thank God it wasn't. Um, but yeah, a backstage Alexa Bliss going, um, "Nice to meet you. N- nice to meet you." And. I'm I'm all like I said. Shake up the status quo. This was a this was the same thing that happened to um, uh, to Charlotte when she went over to SmackDown. She showed up. She was she was she was a heel. All it took for was a bunch of girls ganging up and beating her down, and she became a babyface. So is that what happened tonight with Alexa Bliss? That's very possible. At least she is in the hierarchy between in the relationship between her and these three. Um, I do think it's funny that she said, nice to meet you, because on an, an episode of NXT, like a year and a half ago, uh, Alexa Bliss teamed with, with 
these two women in a six-woman tag match um, versus Carmella, Carmella, Liv Morgan, and Nicola Glencross before Nikki Cross went to Sanity. I believe that was – was that Alexa's, like, last NXT match? That was. That was hers and Carmella's farewell to NXT after they had been called up to the main roster. Um, And it was a cool match. And I've seen Mandy Rose in, like, three matches on NXT, and all times I've been impressed with her work. Uh, so and- I, I didn't get the, the Mandy Rose thing. When Tough Enough happened, I was like, come on now. We see it. And, like, you had the thing where Miz is like, I saved her because she's hot. That's the yeah. reason that I saved her from this. And, you know, uh, both of these women would have been better picks to win over who did win. Yeah. Because now Sarah Lee is out making little El Hijo del Beautiful Blakes yep. somewhere. and But, hey, that season was a win. For WWE, you got Sonya Deville, you got Mandy Rose, you got Velveteen Dream out of that season. Yeah. That that season's already paid off for you. Good. Success. 100%. So let's address the thing, you know, the call-up. Yeah. Sonya Deville hasn't had a real run in NXT. She's had this brief introduction. There are some things that she does really good. There's some things that she does not so good. But she's green. She's about 150 matches in, as is Mandy Rose. Roughly the same as Alexa Bliss. They spent a little less time in the performance center than her, mm-hmm. but they've had roughly the same amount of matches, which I think says plenty about their experience. Sonya, at live events that I've seen, throws some of the best strikes in WWE, period. Regardless of gender, regardless of experience level, she's really good at them. Like knees especially, just incredible. There are some things that look like she kind of waits around to set up, but we we – had questioned this before, Alex, like what is to become of Sonya Deville when you've got a Shayna Baszler down there? Yep. You can't run those two at the same time. Nope. Because Shayna Baszler in that role is going to make a Sonya Deville look really elementary because Shayna Baszler competed in the UFC for the love of God. She was a pioneer of women's MMA. Mandy Rose, I'll say, I never got it until I saw her live. And Something that uh, somebody actually mentioned to me on Twitter was her footwork. She does have really good footwork, something that WDB cameras don't always pick up. Right. Because they're in your face all the time. She's got really good footwork, and she does have that just like she gets it type of thing. She gets the looks. She gets the aura aspect of this. And as we've seen from Alexa Bliss, if you have the right dance partner – and you're protected, that goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. Um, it is an interesting thing because they were playing up this little mini feud between Sonya Deville and Ruby Riot in NXT. Uh, they just had a match at the pre-show of The Takeover, which is going to air on this Wednesday, which I believe Ruby Wyatt, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> you know, won. Maybe, maybe, so, maybe double spoiler alert. You called her Ruby Wyatt. I did. Ruby, yes, that'd be interesting. Uh, which, by the way, somebody posted this thing of like, you know, if you're going to have uh, somebody team up with with Paige, at least the old version of Paige, Ruby Riot is the perfect one to come in and do that. She's anti-establishment, not really a diva, that kind of a thing. This I'm fine with. I love that she's got henchwomen. That's what these these two yeah. women are. They're henchwomen. They're not. They're not their own thing yet because the. The even the people who watch NXT don't really know who they are. I mean, Paige got them in. Yeah, Paige Absolutely. got them in, and, and that's something and, that can be played off of in the future. Yeah, 
you made a really good point uh, about how Billy and Peyton, as much as we love the iconic duo, they don't fit here. Yeah. They're, they don't, they don't, I don't think they should play second field to anybody. They are, they are identical. They're, they're um, equal to each other and nobody else. And that's, that's great. And I hope they get called up tomorrow. That'd be wonderful because they deserve everything that's coming to them. I'm all for seeing where this goes. I'm hoping it leads to enough women on the main roster to have a women's Royal Rumble, even if it's 15 of them. Yeah, I think it is. You got 11 women on that Raw roster right now, and there's got to be some additions to SmackDown because yeah. this Raw division was stagnant. Terrible. Just like dirty mosquitoes dead in the water stagnant. Like it needed these three. It needed it. Paige was – and I man, it says a lot about Paige – she could have just sat on the sidelines and WWE would have been more than happy to pay her downside and they weren't going to fire her for any number of reasons. She willed herself back. Yep. WWE at, at one point didn't even expect her back from what I was told. They mm-hmm. thought maybe she would ride it out, but she went to them repeatedly. She went to them often and said, I want to get back in there. And after all that she's had go on, whether some of it her fault, some of it not, I'm, I'm glad she could make it work. Uh, also, as somebody pointed out in our chat, Laurel Van Ness was on that season of Tough Enough, too. Wow. My God. What a season he got yeah. there. And um, I'm surprised they didn't pick up Gigi, honestly. I heard there was a reason they didn't pick up Gigi, hmm. but um, I, that's one I thought they would. And Tanner Saraceno was one I thought they would pick up again, too, but they told him to go win some MMA fights and come back. So go figure. But I, I would say this. Two and a half years after, or basically three years after. No, no, no. It was it, it was about two and a half years after Tough Enough aired. Very successful season for them, and this helps reinvigorate that division. Now we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot of short matches with uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, and we're probably gonna see a lot of six person tags, like mm-hmm. to get them experience, to get them on TV, but not expose them because they are still very. They're they're going to be prone to being exposed. They're very young. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm no. I don't look forward to uh, a lot of women tag matches because those usually aren't booked very well. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. 
To participate, simply fill up an Orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Um, but I want more character work, and I, and I need – you have to do this now. You have enough women that you can pull this off. There needs to be multiple real storylines for the women on Raw because you can easily have an Alexa Bliss and maybe she recruits Nia to be her muscle or whatever, and they up, go up against these three. And over on the other side, you can, ha- you can figure out a way of making Sasha versus Bayley happen without the title being involved. You can do a lot of stuff for these women. Asuka's up there. Don't give these women 10 minutes out of a three-hour show anymore. You can't do that. Alex, have- you, you can't seriously expect Nia to team up with Alexa Bliss when she has the WrestleMania main event against Tamina. Right. Like looking her square in the eyes. Yeah, no, For those of you who didn't see, I, I assigned Alex an off track today. Yeah. Yeah. It had to happen the night after I complimented Tamina, right? Yeah. Like it's I've you could count the number of Tamina compliments on one hand. Yeah. And I said this has been the best run of Tamina's career. It's not saying a lot, but it's been the best of her career. And then Tamina today posted on Instagram a photo of herself and Nia Jax. And let me read the quote. Oh, boy. She says, <laughs> You see, Nia Jax, certain moments in wrestling history are so iconic that a photo sometimes does them an injustice by capturing the energy surrounding them. But these photos certainly prove otherwise. And there were photos of Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant, WrestleMania three. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. WrestleMania 17. Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. I think it was Shawn Michaels' retirement match. And then Tamina versus Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if there was any hint that we've gotten in her entire career that she has any sense of irony or self-deprecation, I would say this was a really well-played joke. <laughs> But there's none. Not from this woman. She firmly believes that she and Nia Jax are on the same footing as Hogan Andre in the Dome. I mean... So, listen, like, you know, I rag on Tamina a lot, but had she not posted that, her name would not have been uttered on this this show. So, in that regard, Tamina, I like the way you do business. (laughs) Oh, here we go. What do we have next? Uh, (laughs) Miz TV. It was supposed to just be Roman Reigns, but the whole shield comes out. Miz is livid that they're late and that they're there in general because it was just supposed to be Reigns. Miz wants credit for bringing the shield back together and royalties, which we haven't seen brought up in a feud since like 1999 DX imploding when Road Dog. I think Road Dog and X-Pac fought Billy Gunn in China for the royalties or something like that. Can't remember who it was. But then they start like having fun, and I think like all six men had trouble not breaking mm-hmm. when there was a Miz is Awesome chant, and, and Roman Reigns addressed it. He said, I never heard that one, and I've been everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he says, you should really thank uh, wherever the hell they were. Where were Houston. they? Houston. Houston. Oh, yeah, they were in Houston. Night three of four. 
This was fun stuff. I, I really enjoyed this promo because it like they were taken out of their element a little bit. Like the Shield, the reunited Shield, mm-hmm. has been having opposing teams and characters cheered over them. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, listen. Everyone knows what the Shield was. They're just not the same. It's not the same thing anymore. It just isn't. These guys have gone on and done other things, and bringing them all back together feels like a feels like a cash grab. It feels like a let's be opportunists about this and see if we can get, you know, sell this sweet new merch. Hey, they, it's all three fists. The the shirt is fisting you right in your chest, and uh, that's cool. But um, it doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel authentic to me. But I feel like the 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 audience, the crowd, the WWE universe. They love them some Miz, and with good reason. This yeah. dude's been on fire for a year and a half. And he was on fire tonight. He also saved a light malfunction. Huh. Yes, as yes. Chad pointed out in our chat. So Rollins says that he wants the tag titles back, and Reigns feels left out. He then teases going after the Intercontinental title, and the Shield end up triple powerbombing Axel. This leads to Dean Ambrose defeating Sheamus. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of notes for, for really a lot of the matches on this show because a lot of them were combinations we've seen before and not a lot of deviation from or deviance from their playbooks, per se. This was a slow, stiff match that I couldn't really get into a lot. Uh, you're going to have a lot of Raws that are loaded with these like Dean Ambrose versus Sheamus or Seth Rollins versus Cesaro or swap them out type of things. There are a couple good spots that I like though. Sheamus scouting the rebound lariat. Always like stuff like that. Sheamus with a rolling senton. And it's weird to think he's going to be 40 by the time the rumble rolls around Alex. Wow. 40 is, years old, Seamus. That is odd because he, he just he feels like he's he, – it just feels like they're – he it simultaneously feels like he's been there for about two and a half minutes and yeah. also 20 years. Yeah. Like just, you know what I mean? Like it's he, you'll forget about how long he's really been on WWE, you know? Rollins and Cesaro get involved. Ambrose hits Dirty Deeds for the win. You got anything else on this? Uh, yeah, I I, I, I want to say that you're, you're right. I'm I'm dreading – the the holding pattern of random you know oh here's the we're gonna have uh, this this week it's Ambrose versus Sheamus and next week it's Rollins versus Cesaro and the week after that it's Ambrose versus Cesaro and like it just feels like that's where we're headed and I'm not into it the problem is the problem is your your major problem is that the tag titles are gonna go back from Cesaro and Sheamus to the Shield. And then they're only going to be able to feud with Cesaro and Sheamus because there's nobody else on Raw for them to feud with. Ooh, Gallows and Anderson? Really? Really? Those guys are hawking merch, and they're better at that than they are doing anything in the ring. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's absurd. The other thing is, why would, why would Roman be automatically excluded from being part of the tag champs? You have the New Day who were free, yeah, free burden it for very good point. 500 days. What, the Shield is the perfect team to be a free bird team, mm-hmm. whichever guy happens to have a, 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 a singles title at the time, he's excluded. If none of the other guys do, then, hey, whatever you want to do, switch it up. You know, that could be fun. Booker T putting over Jason Jordan on commentary is comedy at its finest. Yeah. 
I'm talking like George Carlin level. I'm talking like Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock Prime, Dave Chappelle level comedy. And it, it broke Corey Graves. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it was. Yes. My God. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, Jason Jordan, like, really impressively lifted Braun off of his feet. That good God, man. Right. Well, the thing is, is that that um, Jason Jordan, I have no doubt, if it wasn't the storyline that his knee was hurt, could absolutely have gotten him up and just, like, putting him back down on his back. And we'll because, see that one day. We're going to see a real good we'll, Braun-Jason we'll, 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 Jordan we will feel, one day. Yes. The thing about Jason Jordan is as terrible as he, as he is as an actor – with the terrible things they asked him to <laughs> Get say. Get out of here. Come on now. Yeah, I know I have, I have, you, and Anna, no, have you and no. Anna on to give me the actor's no. perspective, but no. I love it. I love no. it. It's so fake that it's intentional. Don't do it to me, Dad. Not the one night a year where Ron <laughs> smacked out meat in head-to-head competition. Not that night, Dad. Oh, Don't man. do it to me then, Dad. Yeah, uh, it's bad, but it's really funny. Um, but it's imagine, crazy. Imagine if this were like, 2005 2006 and Vince McMahon's running the the kiss my ass club now Smackdown and Raw are gonna go ass to head because you're gonna kiss my ass that's 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 a thing no you know it's he would play off of it yeah he would like I just like to think of Vince as this big cartoonish character these days because it doesn't fit no that that Vince would not I mean, it would be great, but it would just wouldn't fit today. Right. And you see that Kevin Owens 365, and he's going up to Vince like, hey, how was the match? And Vince is like, no. <laughs> and that's it. Like, yeah. he's not this over-exaggerated guy, but, man. Yeah. Jordan, uh, well, Braun, impressive, like, as impressive as the, the lifting of Braun was, Braun <laughs> then heaves Jordan overhead, and, like, Jordan lands face down somehow. It looked really cool. Then Jason Jordan won it out. He clutched his knee. Like I said, the story arc of Jason Jordan, I'm digging. Because you could see in the match, he didn't want it. Yeah. He won it out. Right. Kane attacks Braun Strowman with a chair, targeting the throat. So oh, that, we're, you know, some, some good acting? Some good acting is Braun Strowman reacting as though his windpipe had been crushed. Like that's a good actor there, right there. Come on, ah, no, it's good. Hey, listen, Come you, on if you're going to sell that terrible, ridiculous injury, go all out, man. I believe that man had a tracheotomy in the ring. Doctor said, "I need a tracheotomy." <laughs> so that happened. <laughs> Braun refused medical attention. That's going to main event one of the next nine Raws before Royal Rumble next week. Raw is in. Knoxville, Tennessee. So the main event of that night is almost certainly going to be Kane versus Braun. Why do you ha- why do you surmise that? Because that's that's where he's running for mayor. Oh yeah, okay. That's where he's running for mayor. Man, it's been a long weekend. Yeah, that's where that's where Kane's running for mayor. Oh yeah, you think Kane gets the W? I I, I I don't I think he gets I think he has a great showing. Um, listen, they if you you go, you're losing your hometown to build heat. I don't know. Um, we have to Sympathy talk. About, votes. We have to talk about um, uh, the, this backstage promo with Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan in sure. in the trainer's room where 
after the Miz comes in and demands that the match be called off, and Kurt's like, no, uh, which is ridiculous. Um, the fact that Jason Jordan does this, you know what? Matt Hardy was right. Braun Strowman, he truly is a monster among men. Like staring off into the middle distance. Like his acting coach must be just having a laugh, dude. Like, is that just so bad? But it it's was fun. great. It was fun. It's so fake. It's like intentionally fake. I'm it's telling the, you. Here's the thing. We hope it's intentionally fake. I think it is. Because if they're is. trying to make that good, they're failing so miserably. <laughs> I see it from a mile away. I totally see it. Uh, the 205 Live baby faces defeated the 205 Live, live heels. Enzo cuts a pretty funny promo about how he has improved the life of each individual member of 205 Live. I really liked it when everybody on the roster hated him, but I'm kind of liking it now that he has upgraded their their careers. Yeah. What the hell was Davari wearing? I don't know. That's what he wears. <laughs> Jesus he wears. Christ. I, I love that. I bet him and Bo Dallas hang out all the time. <laughs> I, I, my favorite part of this was Tony Nice. What do you got? Like twenty new abs? You are doing well, my friend. Like yeah. that's that's great. Good. Keep doing that. Oh man, Jesus. Uh, th- this match is fine in itself. The two hundred five live baby faces want title shots, so that led to Alex spontaneously combusting. Well, all hey. in his britches. No, this is the thing, is that eight-man tags do nothing for me. You give me these eight guys in a ladder match, then I'll be spontaneously combusting, maybe not in my britches, but elsewhere. Uh, but, yeah, I, we, we've seen eight-man tags. Vomit? This Yes. This whole, um, this whole division was, was built on the back of eight-man tags that meant nothing. I, these all these guys need to be. I, I'm st- there still hasn't been a real honest to God multi man championship match, and it, we need to see one because, especially in this in this iteration, you have Enzo who can wind up getting his butt kicked and roll to the outside and just hang out for a while. He'll probably win that match too because he's because he's so good at doing that it's, kind of thing. It is know? wild for me to think that 2017 might come and go without there being one. Yeah, because the division is ready made for it. The match is fine itself. Uh, the main thing I want to talk about is Tony Nese's sell of that disgusting lumbar check like he was in You Got Served sliding on his forehead. Yep. Man, that was gross. Also, the yeah, inverted 450, the imploding 450, whatever you want to call it. That was cool, too. Anything else to add to this? No, I, I think it is kind of funny. They call it the 054, and every time they say that, I'm like, what? Oh, it's backwards. Okay. For some reason, my brain just can't process that until like three seconds after it's been called. WWE Intercontinental Championship match. Roman Reigns defeated The Miz to become Intercontinental Champion to become a uh, Grand Slam Champion. Yep. He's seen it all. The only thing he hasn't held right now that he can hold, well, he technically hasn't held the SmackDown Tag Championships or the Raw Tag Team Championships. I don't, I think he's, technically held an iteration of the Raw Tag Team Championships, but I don't think – has he held the Universal title? Nope. Hasn't held it either. Uh, And they think that this is sliding Reigns out of the main event spot. Like, this is what they think. Oh, well, he won't be in that, so he'll get over. Yeah. No, and now he's dragging down Rollins and Ambrose with him. 
Yeah. Uh, in a fan perspective, but this is what you'd expect from Reigns and Miz. It's good work with Reigns for some reason playing an underdog to the Miz. Uh, that's weird. Under like big said, dog. Not a lot of they they didn't pull a lot of new plays out of the playbook, but Miz is caught off the top rope with a Superman punch. Reigns kicks out of a skull crushing finale, which I love that. As soon as that happens, like Cesaro and Sheamus are like, hit the ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he kicks out of that. Let's get down there. Rollins and Ambrose make the save. Roman Reigns wins. Big Spear becomes Intercontinental Champion. Alex. Yeah, this is uh, the the irony of this is uh, to me, this was the the best match that the Miz has has had. Um since he became intercontinental champ, you know, in that iteration, you know, a year and a half ago, I know he, he traded it with Ambrose for a while, but like, I really have viewed him as the actual inter- intercontinental champ for almost two years. And during that time, he won matches because Maurice sprayed Dol- Dolph Ziggler in the face with, uh, with, you know, perfume or whatever, or he won because the Miz Siraj got involved or whatever. And I've been wanting the Miz just stand up and have a match even if he lost, just really be there and not take anything. Now, of course, kind of got ruined because Sheamus and Cesaro ran down and they tried to interview, but they, but the interference they caused didn't, didn't, you know, didn't cost Reigns the match. So, um, I mean, the stuff he had with Ziggler was was pretty great, but it always wound up being that it wasn't enough for him to just win the match. This was bell to bell, basically, just a biz out there by by his lonesome. And he was doing great work. If there's anybody out there who still thought the Miz couldn't go, you're silenced now. You can't talk about it. This guy's great. He's great. You know, and the the match was really, really, really good. Yeah, this year his his matches hadn't been great. He had a decent one with Ambrose at Extreme Rules. But they they coasted a lot on him being the Intercontinental Champion, I believe. Because last year, both inside and outside of the ring, that Intercontinental title had a lot of prestige uh, restored to it. Yeah, You think about last year. Just last year alone, you talk about the the Daniel Bryan-Miz segment that garnered a ton of buzz. You've got that ladder match at WrestleMania. You've got Miz and Cesaro at Payback. That was good. You had Miz, Cesaro, Kevin Owens, Zayn at Extreme Rules. Yep. That was good. Then you had Miz and Ziggler throughout the last part of the year in a feud that a lot of people didn't think they would care about created great matches last year at survivor series, him and Zane had a good one. And then after that, it just, it just, it took a little bit of a dive in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and Mrs. In ring did as well because he wasn't in the ring as much. They right. relied on him being a, a verbal character, being a, a personality instead. So this really it is his championship. Like I identify the Intercontinental Championship now. I look at that and I say that's the Miz's title. Like it's that's his. It's it belongs to the Miz. It, it, to me, it always will. Uh, he'll get it back, and he'll he'll set the total number of days in his career reign so far out that no one will ever approach it if he wants to, because this this the the way that it fits him so well. And to be honest. It doesn't fit Roman. He's a Roman out there dressed all in black, wearing the white belt. Like it's just gonna, it's gonna look weird. You know, he won't even wear it. He'll sling it over his back like he did with the U.S. title. Because yeah. to me, 
Like it's the same experiment they were trying then when they were like, let's have him feud with Rusev. He'll take the U.S. title off Rusev. He won't be in the main event, so they'll forgive all the things that they won't say, hey, we're not pushing him. We're not pushing him. you got to like him now, right? Um, and we we didn't like that because it felt like he didn't want to be in that spot. He felt like he should be in the main event. And so he wasn't treating that that whole thing with the kind of, like, he didn't feel like he really wanted to be U.S. champ. I hope that's different. His reaction to winning the title tonight makes me think maybe he he's going to be turn over New Leaf and he's actually going to be excited about being IC champ. But we'll see starting next week. Well, I think I do think it's a good move. It's a right move. In that 10 weeks that I keep mentioning, that 9, 10 weeks, you've got a Braun Kane main event that nobody really wants to see, but you're going to get it. You're going to get the Rollins and Ambrose versus Cesaro and Sheamus rematch. That's going to probably headline a show. You're going to get Miz versus Roman Reigns rematch. That's probably going to headline a show. You're going to get some type of women's title match because they've got to solve that here somehow. That's going to headline a show. And uh, they're setting up something with the Cruiserweight title. So you see them doing this. With SmackDown, if you put two title matches on a show, that show's loaded. It's a two-hour show. You got to really stack the deck on Raw, and you know I love Elias and I love love Matt Hardy, but that that could have been a WWE.com exclusive segment. Yeah, yeah. You could have just well look what happened during the commercial or before the show started or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, these three-hour shows are really hard to fill. Uh, you got to do a lot to do it. And this thing I'm I'm wondering about is. Are they going to treat one of their December Raw shows as though it is a pay-per-view? Like book a whole bunch of stuff for that night. And I'm wondering if they're going to say, Christmas night. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Tune in. to do that one with me since, so you wouldn't have to work it. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate because that. I think that'd be <laughs> December 26th for her. So Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's, not, it's, it's Christmas. The night, it's the morning after Christmas for her. Yeah, I'll ask her. I, I think it's I think it's a fair thing to to ask, and I'm sure she'd want to do it. By the way, guys, she does have a new most ridiculous. Head over to Anna Bauer on Twitter and check that out. Want to give her a shout out for that as well. Alex, we are on night three of four wow. at uh, in Houston for this WWE stop. Survivor Series had good attendance. Raw not bad by the end of the show. NXT disappointing. What are you looking for out of SmackDown tomorrow? I know we don't talk a whole lot of SmackDown right. on this show, but we've got a, a few extra minutes, so let's have well, at it. Listen, um, the biggest thing that was wrong with the first segment of the show was Stephanie coming out and saying, Raw decimated SmackDown. And it's like, as a four to three thing, like that really, that's decimation in your eyes. So I'm anticipating... Tomorrow night, SmackDown will come out and say, "We got shut out, guys. We're so terrible. Let's let we're just we're, they'll be depressed. Everybody's shuffling around in their bathrobe, not really wanting to like get out of bed because this apparently they got decimated. So the main thing you have to address tomorrow night is this Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn situation. Um, uh, and I'm hoping that they can figure out a way of making them uh, the most important people on the show. Uh, aside from AJ Styles, but he's mired in this thing continuing with gender. It's very possible AJ is going to main event the Clash of Champions versus gender 
and make that a non-important thing. You know, like I don't care. Yeah. Anything gender's involved with, I don't care. Some of people out there love gender. I've never been never been a fan of this whole experiment. Um, I want them to have their their rematch and be done with it. AJ wins the rematch. Gender goes away. Just just go away. Go back down to mid card. Whatever you need to do with them. AJ should be facing either Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn for the title at Clash of Champions. That those are the most important guys on the show. Now, I want to say I'm not usually happy with people losing work or shows getting canceled or anything of that nature, but I am stoked to announce that we outlasted Bring It to the Table, Alex. Yeah. Wasn't that, isn't that great? It's, it's that- phenomenal. It's great. Imagine, if you could imagine this, Alex, a show that insults the very people that it targets intentionally didn't work. Yeah, it's amazing. But, but Sean... I thought they were building heat. 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 Heat is the most important thing. If you can make somebody hate you, they'll tune in to watch you and hate you. Can't wait to see that Peter Rosenberg get his comeuppance or that JBL who's not there or that Corey Graves who's not allowed to take bumps now. Yep. Mm. That show was so stupid. Like, Occasionally, do we go after commenters and things like that? If you're an overt dick, <laughs> yeah, we might give you a half second of shine and say, cut it out. Right. Like, to me, the, the, personal attacks is just, that's one thing. Insulting your entire, like, a giant section right. of that base. Whoo, man. That, that, was, that was a rough premise. Rough way to start a show. And, yeah. I mean, it's something WWE loves to do. They love to send Stephanie McMahon out there and be like, all of you here are morons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, credit. I, I will give him credit. He went on his radio show and he said, I'm not, a, I'm not trying to be a journalist. If WWE tells me to stop doing my podcast and keep doing what they want me to do, I'm going to do it. But that wasn't the image that was portrayed prior. No. But, hey, he cleared the air. If that's what he wants to do, that's more power on him to do it, man. Right, like, right. It, just, it, it, didn't, it didn't feel like that was what was being presented. Yeah, they were presenting that, him as the journalist. Yeah. They were presenting the, him as that voice yeah. of people who – Right. You're yeah. the, you and the other guy, the Sam Roberts guy, who you never actually interact with because we can only – we have to have two of you, but you can never come in contact with each other. Yeah. Um, you are the voice of the people. You're, you're, you represent what the wrestling fans want to see and, and feel and believe. So if that's the case and you come out and you're like, wow, so great, there's nothing wrong with what's going on in the product at all, ever, then that feels kind of disingenuous. Yeah. It, it, you know? Ultimately, guys, there's, there's five hours on minimum a week, six, oh, six okay. hours minimum a week. Another hour of NXT, there's going to be good stuff. There's going to be bad stuff. It's our job to break it down. It's our job to break it down. Yep. Also, guys, head over to Fightful.com before we wrap up. Register. Doing that Fightful books it for the Royal Rumble. Lots of MMA and boxing news up there, too. Volkan Ozdemir, UFC contender, arrested. Uh, De La Hoya's Triple G Canelo rematch is headed for the spring. David Hay injured 
Lots of stuff going on. He's out of the Tony Ballou rematch. It's all a Fightful.com. We got your news updates nonstop. We got your forums nonstop. Make sure you go over there and register. Share our story. Share our site. Leave us a, th- leave us a thumbs up. Like, subscribe, all that. You all can follow Alex at Palowski the Fourth. You can follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. You can follow us at Fightful Online. Thank you guys so much. Like I said, night three of four of this crazy, it still feels like a weekend, but uh, we wrap it up tomorrow after our SmackDown show. We got the Holy Smokes MMA podcast tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. We have uh, Listen Your Boy Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. I have another long-form project I'm working on, accumulating interviews for that as we speak. Well, not as we speak, but I had one today. Also Thursday, the MMA Industry Podcast. James Lynch hosts a show that really gives you a behind-the-scenes of how the MMA media works. You can go back and check out the first episode. I was on there and talked a lot about how to get into uh, pro wrestling coverage as well, how that works, some of the positives, some of the me- negatives. Uh, he's had Aaron from TSN on there talking about how they how he covered uh, – UFC 217 week, which was a big one. He had um, an MMA manager on there last week. He's talked about his own experiences. This week, our own showdown Joe appears. Guys, until next time, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.